breaking news and information from Hollywood, hot celebrity breaking news to you via Skype, phone, or stand-up. You've seen him on international network television. Join me, Ken McCoy, as I bring you the latest news from the red carpet. Now, Ken McCoy also brings it to radio. Bring it. That's what I do. I'm Ken McCoy. Join me as we bring it to you. Ken McCoy Radio. Today, you ate Greek yogurt. You took the train. You wondered why people spend so much time reading celebrity blogs. You read a celebrity blog. You planned a workout. You skipped it. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a devastating earthquake shakes the community to the ground. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov slash today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We want you to stay tuned to our special guest, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, live and on our show. This is Ken McCoy with Ken McCoy Radio. So we just want you to stay tuned. He will be a, a reoccurring author coming on our show. you got to hear from him. He's a professor. He's an entrepreneur, he's a book author, and he's a motivational speaker. He speaks all over the country and the world, and he'll be on our show in a few minutes. So stay with us. We're going to take get, get rid of all of our commercials, get that situated so we can have Dr. Dennis Kimbrough on with us. He's also the author of Think and Grow Rich, and he'll be on our show. So we want you to stay with us. This is Ken McCoy with Ken McCoy Radio, bringing it to you like we always do, but this time... We're bringing it to you prime time. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Welcome to the Maya Miguel Challenge. Meet Maya and the gang. Maya and her friends want you to get up and play, because it's always more fun to be active. There's mountain biking, boating and fishing, mountain climbing and spelunking. <laughs> Let's get started. Get ready to take the Maya and Miguel Challenge. Let's see. Just go to letsmove.gov and look for Maya and Miguel. You'll find tons of fun activities that'll help keep you healthy and active. Muy activo. You can also check out healthy recipes to try with your family, play cool games, and get free downloads. So come hang out with Maya, Miguel, and the whole gang. Go! Remember, whether you play sports, run, dance, or jump in place, just get up and play at least an hour a day. And don't forget, eat healthy to be your best. Maya and Miguel will show you how at letsmove.gov. That's letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and the Department of Health and Human Services. Is your computer running slower than the day you got it? Do you keep getting confusing error messages? Are you having trouble getting an internet connection? We can help. We're best at computing. We can remove viruses, increase your speed, upgrade you to the next level, or just fix whatever's wrong. We strive to deliver the best service at the best price for all your computing needs, and we now design and maintain websites. Visit us at besttechcomputing.com or our web store, shopbesttech.com. 
You can call 916-708-2856 or email us at contact at besttechcomputing.com. Present a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this. For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come. That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ken, Ken McCoy. Radio. Come on. Most kids resent a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this. For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come. That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Man, we want to welcome everybody back to Ken McCoy Radio. We told you we wanted to get rid of all the commercials, all the jingles, all the soundtracks. We said we had Dr. Dr. Kimbra on the phone with us, and we want to see if this is him on the phone because he travels a lot and he's on the road. So we are trying to do what we got to do to bring him on and to follow up our conversation and to bring you in the loop with what's happening. Doctor, are you there? I am here. How are you doing, Brother Ken McCoy? Man, I am well, and welcome back to our show. We kind of got a lot of our jingles and stuff out of the way because we wanted to spend some time with you on the show and break down some things. But I did a little check-in. And, and uh, so first off, tell me how you've been since we talked last. Oh, I'm doing fine, man. Uh, I guess I hit about four or five other cities. But uh, the beat goes on, so I'm doing well. How's everything <laughs> on your end? <laughs> you know how we hit it last time. I, I am having fun and enjoying every bit of what I do. You know, um, we bring positivity to people around the country and around the world, and it's great when we get that feedback from, from our listeners, wherever they are, and they tell us. They tell us what we say on the show. And it's great because after our show, I went on, and, and, and I mentioned your show that you came on and we talked, and I said, you got to either stand for something or fall for anything. And before I knew it, there was one of my former students put it on Facebook that she was listening to the show and quoted me on, <laughs> on the social media sites. And, but the key is, is that the message is being received. That is the key. Great. And, and uh, I, you, you said something in a book. You were doing a book, What Makes Great Great. You were quoted in a book. And Do you remember when you quoted that in the book you were writing and you said, I know firsthand about the gifts that can only come 
by overfearing, overcoming the fear of failure? Remember that? Well, I've I've said so much and written so much, so I I apologize if I have to paraphrase or if I got to think about what I did, but you tell me. And I think it's great because, you know, you've done a lot of books and you've done a lot of speaking, and, and I saw you on YouTube telling the story about Bill Gates and the Harvard study, and you told him, do your due diligence and check it out. It was a great story. So I want you to re-educate the listeners on your books and what you are about. What is your mantra? Well, you you know, Ken, uh, I'm probably best known for Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice, and even today, here we are in the early stages of 2013, more than 20 years ago after that book came out. I'm still questioned and at least ask, how come my name is on Napoleon Hill's book? And I don't know if I shared this with you the first time we chatted, that uh, I have no problem going way back and coming way forward. I'm telling people that that's really Napoleon Hill and my book. You see, Napoleon Hill, who was by far America's most prolific self-help writer, he wrote 16 books in his lifetime, and six of his books you can go to any bookstore and you can buy right now. But he's known for two classics. Number one, Law of Success, mm-hmm. which he spent 20 years of his life interviewing the uh, the, the most wealthiest uh, business owners of his day. And then number two, Think and Grow Rich, at last count, more than 15, 20 million copies. But what very few people realize is that at the time of his death, in his early 80s, he was attempting to write a black version of that all-time classic. And he got 100 pages into the manuscript before dying of a stroke, and those 100 pages um, sat on the desk of W. Clement Stone for 16 years until the day that I walked into his office, November 4, 1986. Wow. Now, that's, that's history for those of us that know the book and the series, that kind of thing. We know that, but, but this version, we didn't know. And this is yeah, exactly. Now here, yeah, here, here was a white, here was a white gentleman who was writing a self-help book specifically targeted for African Americans. And the book that I was working on at the time, you see, I had twice I had articles published by Success Magazine that eventually changed my life. And I'll give you both examples. Number one. I wrote an article for Success Magazine that made it to the desk of W. Clement Stone, and that's why he called me. I had just flown back from New York from interviewing Earl Graves, the publisher of Black Enterprise Magazine. Yes, when, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Stone called me up and he said, young man, we heard about you. When can you come to Chicago? Uh, I would like to meet you. And it was in that meeting that he said to me, you know, you're not the first person to go around the country interviewing peak performing black Americans for a book. And, Ken, I conducted my due diligence. There there was no other data. There was no other book. There was no other information. Hell, even today, here we are in, in, you know, uh, April of 2013, and the book that I just released, The Wealth Choice, it's one of the few, if only, black business books out there. I mean, you go and and you look to see the books that I'm compared with. I'm compared with other finance books, other economics books. Where if I wrote a book that was for black studies or, or black history, I have you know scores of, of other black authors who would write in this genre. And let, let me just say this: if if you uh, you know if you operated in a socialist eco- economy, you would probably be called a what? <laughs> you know what I'd be called? Go ahead, Doc. A socialist. 
Yeah. I'm with yes. If you operated in a, a communist uh country, what would yes. you be called? Tommy. A communist. That's right. But you operate and we operate in a capitalistic economy. Why is it so hard for black America to roll the word capitalist off their lips? It's, and capitalism is not a dirty word. No, As I told not. you before, it means everything is for sale. And I'll give you a classic example. Um, years ago, I interviewed uh, a couple of guys from the Negro Leagues who played baseball for mm-hmm. the Negro Leagues. And um, one, one individual, he played with Satchel Paige, he played with Josh Gibson, he even played with Jackie Robinson. And he told me that during the winter months, when they would barnstorm against the white players of uh, Major League Baseball, he got a chance to play against Babe Ruth. He got a chance to play against Lou Gehrig and some of the players of that era. And they were all jealous of the black ball players. And so uh, he asked them, you know, he said, well, why are you guys, you know, so envious of us? And he told me that all the white ball players said, Number one, you guys eat in the best restaurants, you stay in the best hotels, and you have the best amenities. Because if you went to Kansas City, if you went to Detroit, and if you went to St. Louis, and if you went to all those cities, the best restaurants and the best hotels were all black-owned. Okay. They were all black-owned. So that uh, the, I wrote an article for Success Magazine and made it to the desk of W. Clement Stone. He called me up, and that was the faithful meeting that I had. But I wrote another article years later that was published by Success Magazine, and this time Harvey McKay, who Mm -hmm. wrote the books Swim with the Sharks, Beware the Naked Man, Who Offers You a Shirt, he was on his book tour with his second book, and he was crisscrossing the country, and he was in Dallas, Texas, catching a flight to go back to Minneapolis, and he saw this article that I wrote in Success Magazine, and he called me up because at the end of the article, it was a forthcoming author of Blacks Are Growing Rich. And he called me up, and he said, uh, who's your publisher? And I said, I don't have a publisher. He said, who's your agent? And I said, I don't have an agent. He said, could I take a look at your manuscript? And I covered the receiver, and I turned to my wife, and I said, this guy wants to see my manuscript. My wife said, keep talking, keep talking. And then Harvey McKay said, listen, do me a big favor. Overnight your manuscript to me, and I'm going to take a look at it. And if I think it's worth anything, I'm going to share it with my agent. But promise me you'll give me 48 months. So I hung up the phone with him, and I turned to my wife, and I said, it's not, not 48 months, 48 hours, rather. Got it. And Got I it. turned to my wife, and I said, he wants me to give him 48 hours after looking at my manuscript. That's Good Friday. I know this guy wasn't going to call me back on an Easter Sunday. And every Easter Sunday is especially meaningful for me. It's meaningful as a Christian, but it's especially meaningful what transpired in my life. After I overnighted the manuscript to him, 48 hours later, 3 o'clock on Easter Sunday, he called me up, bouncing off the ceiling, asking me rhetorically, do you know what you have written? (laughs) And that book was to become Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. He took it, shared it with his agent, His agent sent the manuscript out to the top 12 publishing houses in the nation, and nine of the 12 submitted bids, and the rest is history. Now, and that goes back to when you were talking to Arthur G. Gaston, is when you spent the day with him interviewing and researching for that book. And that's when you Oh, without a doubt. And and you know what, Ken? 
that was probably the one of the lowest points in my life. Because I read that. I, I was, yeah, I was beyond you know dead broke. And it's so and, funny. And I just, I just poured my whole heart and soul out to him. And he just took what I was telling him. You know, I was, I, I broke down and started crying in his office yes. in the middle of the interview. And he said to me, he says, young man, what on earth is wrong? And I said, you know, Dr. Gasson, I don't know what I'm doing. Folks are criticizing me. You know, no one believes in me. I've been working on this book for years. I must be out of my mind. And then that's when he said the words to me. He says, young man, greatness takes time. Yep. The acceptable person must be tested in the furnace of adversity. Fear not, young man. Continue to move forward. But if you are comfortable where you are in life, step aside for the man or woman who isn't. And And classic. And that's why yeah. I I picked that because I want people to know, and again, that the caliber of people like yourself, I, we have all felt that particular lowlessness in in our striving to do. You know, we we feel we have something, but resource wise and and dollar wise to take it to the next level. And it's amazing because on a YouTube video in a lecture, you told these folks that. That, that that greatness in a lifetime, people come up with four great ideas, and if they only had the resources and the courage <laughs> yeah. to to follow through with that, then they would they would be financially beyond their wildest dreams. And there's a huge difference between faith and knowing. Yes. I mean, until you take a number of math courses, you won't believe. You won't truly believe. Now you can have faith that 2 plus 2 is 4, or 10 times 10 is 100. But until you, you, know, you progress in life and you know, you know, in other words, you know the truth. And why am I sharing that with you, Ken? Because if you knew who walked, and I'm speaking to your listeners now, if you knew who walks beside you every day of this journey called life, you would never doubt or fear again. And that's what these black millionaires had. They had a knowing. And because they have a knowing, they realize that you don't get money. Money gets you. Mm. It's all based It's all based off of mindset. And it's all based off of truth. And they believe in themselves when no one else will. These men and women were all self-made at one point in their life. All of them were dead broke. And you pick any of them. You pick Damon John of Shark Tank. You yes. pick L.A. Reid of X Factor. You pick Steve Harvey. You pick A.G. Gaston. You can go on and on and on. So the, 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 the bottom line is that, you know, here are the seven best practices that I found over again in all the black millionaires that I interviewed. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything when you take up the information and you step out on faith. And what did Martin Luther King say faith was? He says faith is taking the first step when you don't see the staircase. Absolutely. And when I had a great conversation with Ambassador Andy Young, he said, me and Dr. Martin Luther King, we may have integrated the lunch counter, but we failed to integrate the dollar. And my follow-up question, Mr. Ambassador, how do you integrate the dollar? He says, by using the keys necessary to compete effectively in a capitalistic economy. And here are the keys. Told me from your own. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I got to play this commercial, Doctor. Stay with us. Everybody listening, stay with us because this is knowledge. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ken Ken McCoy Radio. All right. We're here with Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, the author of Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. But he's breaking it down for us 
because he is a lecturer. He obviously, he travels. He's a professor. He his you have to Google him to get his resume, okay? Because he's all over the place. So, but the key is is the points and references he's bringing to our radio listeners right here about that choice. Now, doctor, tell me, let's let's talk about three steps that people can do. And of course, I definitely want to thank Maximum Publicity Chris Bridges for connecting us because you know when we connected last time, we hit it off and it was absolutely awesome and I was inspired and my listeners were inspired and they all wanted to walk away with something. And we did, and we wanted to take it further. But you brought up the key word of courage. Now, what I would like for you to do is give us, to start off, what should families do right now to start this financial process? What could families do? Well, as Booker T. Washington said, there's nothing magical magical or mysterious about it, Ken. Booker T. Washington said years ago, start where you are with what you have, knowing that what you have is plenty enough. And nothing is going to occur until you take the first step, which is knowledge. You must narrow your zone of ignorance. You must take in the information. You must, you know, become a sponge for information. Because wealth begins in the mind and ends in the purse. We live in having our being, you know, we live in a capitalist economy that's predicated upon the fact if you want to earn more, I suggest that you learn more. And I saw this over and again in the focus groups that I had with these wealth creators. I'm in a focus group, and I asked one of the millionaires, black millionaires, I said, so what's the key to financial prosperity? And he told me, outread the other guy. In the interview that I had with uh, L.A. Reid, I, I noticed where he took eight to ten weeks out of his busy schedule to take an executive management course at Harvard. And I said to him, I said, why would you do that? I said, you and Babyface probably right. made more money off the LaFace, you know, record label that you couldn't even spend that in ten lifetimes. And he said, well, the bottom line, this music business is a business. But number two, I recognized long time ago that the moment that you cease to grow and develop, you begin to die. I saw that with Damon John. I asked Damon John of Shark Tank when he was struggling to get his FUBU label off the ground. Mm-hmm. I said, if you could do anything over again, what would you do? He said, well, number one, I would have gone to college. I would have got my degree in marketing because I didn't have the slightest idea what I was doing. He said, it took me six years to get that label off the ground. I said, well, what, what was the defining moment in your life? He said, when I finally got my financing from Samsung and I hired all these seamstresses and they brought in all their equipment and sewing machines, I had no place to put the equipment. So I took all my mother's furniture out of the house, put it in the backyard, and I set it afire. I mean, it all begins with knowledge. You're not going to have prosperity until you develop a prosperity consciousness. And that's not me. That's W.B. Du Bois, black America's most prolific scholar, who wrote in 1899, he wrote The Negro in Business. You read the first 15 pages of that book, Ken, and he says the man or woman who won't control his or her finances won't control anything else. Mm, And when he said won't control anything else, he meant quality of life. I need so you to start back that now, up, doctor. Back that up because mm-hmm. sometimes you know people are driving in their cars and listening on their mobile devices, and, and it's live as well. So we are live. So I want you to back that part up because I, I, I want that to be profound. So say that again. Yeah, he wrote within the first fifteen pages of the Negro in Business in eighteen ninety nine, Black America's most prolific scholar and writer. He said that man or woman who won't control his or her finances won't control anything else. 
And when he wrote, he's a so he was a sociologist. Listen, he taught at Atlanta University, the same school that I teach at Clark, Clark Atlanta. Clark Atlanta, that's right. I got yeah, you. He, yeah, <laughs> he taught economics, he taught civics, and he taught Greek. For three of the years that he was at Atlanta University, Ken, he was university chaplain. And students would walk into his econ class and think that he was going to, you know, give them a diatribe on some, you know, esoteric economic theory. Oh, Dr. Boyce, what are we going to talk about, you know, uh, supply and demand today? And he would read scripture out of his Bible the entire time. So he wrote The Negro in Business, and the purpose of it, he wanted to identify any traits or common chords or attributes of successful black business owners so they could be replicated. Unfortunately, as a race, we took his book, his classic, and we put it on the shelf and barely opened it. And the end result of that, Ken, we're a nation of consumers. But it goes back to what he said. If you don't control your finances, Mm. you won't control anything else. So if you have a, a young couple out there who's trying to get a start, if you have a single parent out there who's trying to make a difference, and you're not in a position to save 10% of everything that you earn. And you're not in a position to, to, you know, curb your spending because you're forced to hold up the financial burdens in your house. Then again, start do whatever you can where you can. Because the bottom line, Ken, it takes courage to create wealth. And I don't care what, what level of wealth that you're after. It takes courage to chase your dream. It takes courage to believe in yourself. It takes courage to forsake today for tomorrow. It takes courage to save 10% of everything that you earn. It takes courage to find a new set of friends because your current associates, you know, don't empower you and are toxic and dragging you down. Oh, my God. So step out on courage, and it all begins with knowledge. Folks, this is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough on Ken McCoy Radio educating and elevating and motivating our listeners worldwide and we this is what we do i mean he's saying to earn more you got to learn more he's telling you step out with courage and start where you are okay so he will be coming on doctor i'm understanding you'll be coming on each month with us yes are we are we i am looking forward to it (laughs) i i don't even know what to say i'm honored because just your just your quotes alone, my listeners can walk away with that 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 impactful knowledge to say I'm a start. I gotta have the courage, and it's funny that you brought up courage. And folks, if you really want to see him in action, go to the YouTube where he was educating folks on Bill Gates. That's a great story. That is a great story about Encyclopedia Britannica and then Encarta and the, that whole story. That's great. And 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 I. <laughs> I, I think it's great, and I want people to know who is on our show. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm thanking Chris Bridges, Maximum Publicity, for making this happen because there are people, one, that are in need. And we know that because the story you're talking about where you didn't have anything and you stepped out on courage. When I started my business 29 years ago, Doctor, that is your story of how you felt when you were sitting with this gentleman. That's exactly how I felt. You didn't have all the finances behind you. You you had this, you had something, but you didn't know all of what you had. But then, again, it was the courage. It was the courage where somebody told you, believe. And, if, and, and the bottom line was, do what you got to do with what you have. And I believe that. And I, I look back at the story.
stories now of things that I've done and what I've do, what I've been doing, and people that I've encouraged to do the same thing. Free enterprise, folks. This is America, and we have that luxury. It does take courage because a lot of times your motivators are demotivators. You think your family's all in your corner. It's not always that way. And, Doctor, you, you are just a blessing to come on and to walk folks through. So, folks, if you walk away with anything from this show, he says, start from where you are. To earn more, you've got to learn more and to have courage. So you write those three down because Dr. Kimbrough is going to be coming back with us next month to bring us more knowledge. Doctor, tell them about your book. Tell them about how they can find your book. Uh, you can go to Amazon right now. The book is doing extremely well, Barnes & Noble. Uh, the title of the book is The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires, featuring the seven laws of wealth for a seven-year period. All I did, Ken, was go around the country, and number one, I used a full-blown survey. I asked these black millionaires 118 questions. I can tell you anything and everything you would ever want to know from a black millionaire from the time they get up in the morning, 5.30, to the time they call it a day, 10.45 at night, and what they do in between. Number two, I held six focus groups across the country. I had one in North Carolina, three in Atlanta, one in Washington, D.C., small one in Nebraska, and a smaller one out in Las Vegas. And then last but not least, 50 to 60 face, uh, uh, face-to-face face interviews and that's when I got uh, some of the more reputable and noted and more celebrated black millionaires. But what's interesting, Ken, when you look at the number of black millionaires in the United States, there are only 35,000, and one out of five are female. But when you read the wealth choice, I probably highlight half-half, 50-50, uh, between uh, male and female millionaires and their stories and their anecdotes and the lessons learned that we can pull from uh, all this information. Let me say this. Folks, I want to definitely thank you for listening. Dr. Kimbrough, thank you for coming on. Here's what we're going to do. In the month of May, we're going to tear that book apart. We're going to take the book and we're going to go through line by line in terms of the chapters and we're going to help some people get educated. We're going to help some people Take it to the next level using your book. How's that, Doctor? Man, that's fantastic. I am excited. We're going to call it the Wealth Choice. We're going to the Wealth Choice Radio Workshop. We're going to just do it on the show. We're going to <laughs> this is absolutely awesome, Doctor, and I want to thank you for your time and your wisdom, and you know we will see you next month. God bless. You take care. See you, thank Ken. You, Doc. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Folks, that was Dr. Kimbrough. He will be coming on our show each month educating folks, and we're going to do a workshop right on our show. Don't miss it. God bless you all. Have a great day, and we will be talking to you in the near future. Our next show will be Thursday. We're going to do a recap of this show as well as our other shows and tell you what's coming next. We will be live from the BSU convention coming up this weekend, so stay with us. God bless. Thanks for listening to Ken McCoy Radio. KMBRDB on audio now.